What is up, Conscious Monkeys? How is everybody today? My name's Clayton. Oh, if you didn't know, this is Catch Up with Clayton. And as always, I'm Clayton. I forgot to say that. I feel like you guys might forget sometimes. So I feel like I got to drop those little hints in there, reminders to know that, you know, Clayton Kateri's here to, you know, lead you with the Catch Up with Clayton's. I digress. <laughs> it's a fun little, little joke that I guess I still find humor with, even to this day. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, where were we? Oh, let's, what are we getting into today? We are going to be getting into, number one, a crazy dream I had. Um, and I don't really want to ruin it yet. But maybe you've already seen it because of the title is going to draw you in. But it has to do with Satan and Lucifer, who I realized aren't the same people from this dream. I'm also going to get into... Uh, some history I found with regards to the wounded masculine in American history that I think I've actually maybe found the root of where this all started to manifest and why we're experiencing such wounded masculine energy, which is actually probably a great setup for the podcast I'm releasing next week because it's all about wounded masculine. And so that'll be interesting. Take that with you as we get through this. And let me see what else we're getting into. Oh yeah, at the end of this, there's some spiritual drama brewing. I don't think it's ignited yet. Like the, the, I see the spark heading towards the kettle, or like, you know, you know, in like parts of the Caribbean where you see like, um, all the explosives are like on a ship, but then you see the spark on the trail, and the sparks kind of getting closer to the uh, igniting it, uh, and then having a huge explosion. I believe I'm watching the uh, spark traveling towards that explosion point, but maybe not. Um, maybe we'll fizzle it out, uh, but we'll talk about that later. Let's get on with uh, the first part, though, which is my dream. So this dream is pretty, pretty wild. So buckle up, sit tight and, uh, you know, just take it for take it or leave it. As with everything, I'm merely expressing what my truth is. And so let's get into it. I had a dream uh, where I was in my bedroom, but facing my bedroom door. And I knew that there was someone like on the other side of this door. And so when I went to grab the, the doorknob, I like... You know, I went to grab the doorknob and before my hand got to it, the doorknob shifted up about six to six inches. So I know for a fact that I didn't grab the doorknob and then the door opened just like a crack. And my first thought was like, oh, maybe it's my dog. And then it opened up about a quarter and I was like, it has to be my dog. But then the door just flew open and there was nothing on the other side of the door, but I could feel a presence like an energy. And then that energy just zipped right into me. It hit me. I fell back on the ground and I almost got this sense of electrocution. Like the lights started flickering in my room and I was kind of overcome with some fear. And I found myself kind of repeating, I am divinely protected. I am divinely protected. I am divinely protected. And then I kind of woke up like a little bit with a jolt. And I was like, yo, that was wild. And those of you who don't know, I read the Akashic Records. And so I was like, all right, I can't wait to hear what the Akashic Records say about this. So what happened was, is I basically, later in the day, I then sit down with the Akashic Records. I'm asking it these questions of, you know, what the hell happened? And, you know, they're kind of vague. Like the way the Akashic records work is that you need to ask the right question in order to unlock the book that you're seeking. And so I'm like, you know, okay, what happened in that dream? And they're like, you got upgrades. And I'm like, okay, what upgrades? And they're like, they said that I got alignment, healing, uh, enlightenment, 
more light was brought to me and uh, what was the other thing? Oh, like my third eye opened up a bit more. So I like, I could see, I guess, kind of more into the future and into the past. And I was like, okay, like that's pretty, that's pretty dope. Um, but it didn't make sense to me because I was like kind of afraid during this. And so I was like, well, why was I afraid? And they basically said a misunderstanding. And I was like, okay, that doesn't really make sense. And I was like, well, what's the name of this energy that like, what can I call this energy that came into me? And they go Lucifer. And I was brought up Presbyterian. So the word Lucifer means Satan to me. And I'm like, so you're telling me that you guys let the devil into me. I thought like, I'm sitting here like, wait, I thought we had a deal that you guys were like going to protect me. And like, we were light beings and like, we were all good. And I'm like, you let the devil into me. And they go, no, 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 not the devil, Lucifer. And I'm like, what? (laughs) I'm kind of perplexed by this. I'm sitting there like, not sure what to say. And I'm like, okay, so you're saying that Lucifer and the devil are two different beings. And they go, yes. And I'm like, all right, I don't, I don't know what to say here. I'm like, I'm kind of like shocked by this. I'm, I'm kind of in this like idea of, I'm like, well, like as I am now, like this is kind of how I felt this stumbling, this feeling of just like weirdness. And so I'm just like, okay, what, like you got to give me something tangible in this physical world. I'm like, listen, like I believe you guys, I'm totally on board. Like I trust you, you know, I trust you. So you got to give me something in this physical world that tells me that I'm actually like that this is checks out. And they're like, okay, cool. Search. What you're going to search is Lucifer actually good star. And I'm like, all right. Like, so I had a couple other questions related to unrelated topics, which I talked to them about. And so then I go into a search engine and I highly suggest you do this yourself. I typed in Lucifer actually good star. And what came up shocked, shocked me to my core. The original place that Lucifer was announced or the first time that it was used was actually in Latin. And in Latin, Lucifer actually meant Venus. It also meant good star or morning star or light bringing or light bearer. And that shocked me, like literally shocked me because I'm like, holy shit, like this checks out with what they told me. They told me that I got alignment, healing, you know light, more understanding, deeper awareness, which is everything that I attribute to coming from light. And as I keep reading, reading on the definition of Lucifer actually changed during the King James Bible. So in the King James Bible, they changed the definition of Lucifer to mean devil, which I was like, what in the hell? Like, oh, I was like, this makes so much sense. This makes so much sense. And then there was also other texts that in the past where Lucifer and Satan were in the same story. So, and I need to look up those texts. I just read that there were multiple texts that had them in the same story, which means in order for them to be in the same story, they had to be different people. And this is blowing my mind. And then what also occurred to me, like this like little download was essentially like, if you go back to my dream, I was scared in my dream. Remember? Because I was sitting there like, I'm divinely protected. I'm divinely protected. So there was some sort of fear within me thinking that it was the devil because subconsciously I knew that this energy was Lucifer 
However, my subconscious programming was Lucifer equals devil. And even though it was good energy, I had this interpretation, this meaning associated with the energy that is Lucifer to be Satan or the devil. And guys, that ripped me apart. It honestly still kind of does. Like it truly highlights the power that an individual name has. And what's amazing, and I'm going to kind of get this into a plug, so be ready. Here I am about to start selling you something. Is because whenever I invoke the Akashic Records, whenever I access them, I use a name like I need to use like someone's name. Like if it's your if it's your name, like if we work together, I'll be like, look, I'm channeling this information for Bill. You know, it's not that I'm channeling it. So like when I do it for myself, I'm like, I'm channeling this for Clayton Kuteri. So there's an energetic association with my name and the being in which you identify as with Clayton Kuteri. So if you don't. So if. Like, this is the power of words. Like, this is the power of names that we're stumbling upon here, where if you are... I feel like my point got across, where it's like like the energy of Lucifer, meaning, is like light and bringing light and light bearer and Venus and power and... Well, maybe not power, but like positive energy. But yet, I was conditioned at a young age to believe that Lucifer meant devil And so even though I didn't know the name of this energy, I knew that the name of this energy was Lucifer before, before, does that make sense? What I'm trying to say, it's kind of hard for me to conceptualize or to articulate this. Um, I'm getting this little ping in the back of my head. That's telling me you guys get it. (laughs) Um, but let me know, let me know if you don't get it. I'd be happy to clarify next week. Uh, but what I would like to at least plug right now is that I do offer, um, you know, Akashic Records readings for people. Uh, you can find that by clicking the link down below in my master link. Uh, there's a there's a link to sign up for an Akashic Records reading, and it's such powerful stuff, man. Because you know, y- you may not have something that powerful, but like the first time I usually work with people, it's like things that are validating. You're like, oh yeah, like like it's things you kind of already knew, but then whenever I say it, or it's not even really me that's saying it, whenever a higher level being says it. It's like, shit, like I knew that, but you're kind of validating it. And what's also interesting, and I'll make this note for, as a special note for listeners, I don't really tell people this, but I channel like certain realms. So like I'll call on like the Akashic realm, the galactic realm, the earth realm and the astral realm. Like those are the main ones I work with. But if you have a question for a specific realm, like we can explore a realm specifically, So like with this dream, I basically only called upon like the astral realm, the galactic realm and the, I think Akashic realm, but I call, I didn't, I didn't really call in the earth realm because I didn't feel like the earth realm was a part of this line of questioning. And so, you know, it's something to just, I don't know, as an idea, if we work together that we can, we can modify the realms that we're accessing for your specific questions, something to consider. Um, but speaking of the Bible, because I've been going deeper into this stuff, man, and it was interesting because I think with whenever I posted a video about this, there was something that came up about the idea of being God-fearing. And I believe that this ties into where the origin of wounded masculine nature lies in, in American society. And I'm going to make a TikTok on this. So if you came here from that TikTok video, oh, excuse me, guys, 
false alarm. I thought I had that paused, but um, so if you came here from that TikTok video, uh, welcome. This is probably what you came to hear. And, you know, so here's actually a deeper dive of whatever that TikTok video was, because I haven't recorded it yet, <laughs> but it's going to be a summation of what I'm about to say here. But this is going to be like a longer version of it, of course, because it's a podcast and not a three minute TikTok video. So where do I want to start with this? Let's start with it in the Bible. So what I was kind of confronted with is this idea of God-fearing. So, so many people were saying that to be God-fearing actually means to respect God and to reverence God and to be in awe of God's power. And something about this just didn't sit right with me. Because I'm thinking to myself, like, fear and respect are two completely different words. And I could look up the definition of them, but... I think we should agree that fear and respect are two completely different words. Like in English language to fear something means that you are being held down in a lower vibrational situation that is having control over you. Like if someone's afraid of me, I have control over them. And that's because they're operating from a lower vibrational frequency state. And I am projecting that fear onto their state of being, which holds them down. Now, in my eyes, that is not what a loving divine being would do or embody. The next level is is people are like, oh, God-fearing means respect. Well, respect means is that like you, I don't really know how to define respect. I'm going to actually turn, um, I'm going to return to my uh, handy dandy internet here to help me define respect. And maybe that'll help me articulate a little bit more. It's a relation or reference to a particular thing or situation. A relation or reference. That's interesting. That's the first definition. So if you're able, if you're referencing something, you're giving respect to it. So just by invoking my name, you're respecting me by, by giving reference to me. But I don't know that that's what we, that's interesting because that's the very first definition. Um, number two, the act of giving particular attention. Huh. That's really interesting as well, because that kind of is like the next thing. It's like consideration, like to consider someone is to respect them. Um, that's, that's actually really fascinating that those are the first two definitions, because I would have never viewed respect in those manners. But I think number three is where we actually get into the what we see uh, respect as, which is a high or special regard, um, the quality or state of being esteemed. So it means like esteemed. Um respects, which is plural, expressing a high or special regard or deference. That's interesting that that's the third definition, but the one that I associate it with the most. Now, regardless, the point is, is that these in English are completely different. To fear someone and to respect someone are completely different. So how is it that people think that to fear someone means respect? And now this is interesting because we're starting to touch on where this wounded masculine in American history in American society. I'm sure it's over the pl- all over the place, but I see it the most in American society because that's what I'm attached to where the wounded masculine comes from is that we believe to make someone fear us means that we get respect. And I know from my childhood, there was times when I did something wrong and my dad's motive was to make me fear the fact of doing it. And it's like, for some reason we believe that that fear actually, <sighs> That that fear is the way of being, is the way of perplex- like getting someone to not do something in the future. And I feel like that's so wrong. Another example that people brought up is like, well, if I have a kid and, I'm, I'm, and I make him afraid to touch the stove, then he won't touch it. And to me, that doesn't make sense. Like you're going to yell at your kid to instill fear. Look, listen, 
What I've noticed fear is it actually creates trauma and blockage within the body that we hold on to and don't understand and we can't process into our adult life, which actually holds us back in the real world. If we get back to that stove comment, it's like, let and, and I know this is going to be difficult to say, I don't have kids yet, but why not let your kid touch the stove? Be like, look, if you want to touch that stove, here's what's going to happen. If you don't believe me, go do it. He touches that stove and gets burned. I He's not going to do it again right? And you can be there to give him unconditional love and care because he doesn't know. He's he's bumbling through this world unknown to himself and the world around him and trying to figure it out. And quite frankly, at the age of 28, I'm still doing that myself. I just had a massive growth on TikTok and I don't know what it means. I literally don't know what it means. It is It breaks my brain to understand what that means. And so it breaks my brain in the way that it would break a child's brain to understand what it means that a stove is hot. And so to ignite fear into him is not the right way to do it. Were you going to ignite fear into me to, to not have me acknowledge the fact that I can gain 160 some thousand followers on TikTok? Because had you done that, I would not have grown. Yes, I've been exposed to negative comments and hurtful things that people have tried to say, and it has helped me grow and understand myself at a deeper level, understand humanity at a deeper level. And so to me, fear is not the way to go about it. Fear is not the way to do it. I can give you knowledge. Hey, that stove's hot, but it is not wisdom until you go and realize that that stove is hot. Whether you feel it or touch it yourself to get burned, that is when it becomes wisdom. And that is kind of where we try to get with these things. Now, I digress. Let's get back to the origin of fear and respect. I realized that it actually comes from the Hebrew word uh, yare. It's spelled Y-A-R-E. And I, someone else, I probably pronounced that so wrong. So I apologize to anybody who it speaks Hebrew. I don't know how to pronounce it, which actually does mean fear and reverence and awe. And I'm having difficulty as well verifying that world. I found it in a couple places, but there's nothing like stick and stone. Regardless. Why is it that we chose to choose the, why did we choose the word fear to be a sign of respect? Like, think about that. And this is what comes back to the issue of the wounded masculine in our society. You know, Americans are predominantly a Christian society and we believe to be God fearing means that we respect the God. And that just seems so insane to me that it has actually perpetuated. And look, here's the way you can look at this is that God is kind of the masculine energy because so many people will see it as like a dude in the sky. Right. And I think we're getting away from that as a society, which is amazing. It's so great. But my point is, is that it's a man, right? It's masculine. And what my point is, is that we believe that we need to make other people fear us in order to have power or control or even respect, forget power and control. If you, if you want respect, it means you have to fear somebody. And I think that that is the wrong way to view this energy. And this goes back to what I was saying earlier about Satan. It's like that is, and Lucifer, this is not the energy in which someone respects you. Like if someone tells me that they're afraid of me, like I, it kind of communicates to me that they don't, I don't know that they don't respect themselves or something. I'm having a hard time completely articulating that. But to me, like, if someone says like that they fear me, like I'd be like, man, like there's nothing to fear about me. Like I'm just a person. Like I'm just a person with a whole, like a, a spirit and a soul. Like I'm, a, we're, 
were basically the same at that point. I mean, we've got little different ticks and different associations and different wisdom and different knowledge, like, but there's really nothing to fear from me. If you fear me, like, let's, let's talk about it. I would love to know, but, um, you know, and, and here's, what's crazy too, is that this has actually been perpetuated in our culture as well. If you look at the Flintstones, if you look at, uh, what's the other, the Jetsons, if you look at these male figures, that have been perpetuated. And it's usually around like the seventies, eighties and nineties. I think it's made a pivot recently, but, but fear is like what the male embodies, like the masculine embodies, maybe not, I don't want to say male, but the masculine figure of the household embodies fear. If I can make you afraid, you'll listen to me. And that means you respect me. And I feel like this is such a blunder. Like, you know, I just, I, I don't really know where to go from it because it makes me feel as if, Oh, here's a good way to put it. Like, if you come and say that you're afraid of me, I feel like it's more like you're saying that you're weak. And maybe this is what, like, the church wants is to make people weak so that they have power over people. And, yeah, I'm not really sure. I, I don't really know where to go with that. Um, The other note I hear up here is about how it creates trauma in the body, which I kind of touched on earlier. Um. And this is terrible. I mean, we we don't progress a society. We stay stagnant. If people have blockages in their body, um, you know, I have another quote. I have another thing here to talk about the parent and the child, but I, I kind of covered that already. And again, I, I can't imagine. I believe every parent's goal should be unconditional love. So if your kid touches that stove, you should show unconditional love that they figured out, like they learned something new. You know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to move on from it because I'm not sure... I might be beating a dead horse at this point. <laughs> With that being said, let's get into our last thing, which is like some spiritual dramas of Bruin. Uh, I'm not sure who's familiar with Elizabeth April and Teal Swan, but they're both, you know, spiritual leaders in the spiritual community. I watch a good amount of Elizabeth April stuff and she's super fascinating and very, very magnetizing with her words. Uh, I feel like she should have a bigger follower than she does, but she made comments about Teal Swan in a video recently. And actually what I'm going to do is I'm not going to talk about it because I'm going to push you actually to my uh, YouTube channel because I made a video in response to this video. And so if you look down below, I'll put a link to my YouTube video, but I basically have my interpretation of it. What I will say is that I believe that we are all projecting outward. And so if you, if somebody trauma triggers you, if someone triggers you essentially, it's because they're embodying something that you find triggering about yourself, some truth that you don't feel yourself or don't align with. So I'll just, I'll just leave that as like a little teaser for it. Um, with that being said, I, I got to go. I'm getting a light stem therapy going. So, uh, oh, I did a float tank this week too. Maybe I'll talk about that next week. Um, but super cool stuff. I highly suggest people check that out if they were trying to look for another healing modality. With that being said, Conscious Monkeys, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you. The fact that you guys do here. We got to number 45, by the way. Top 45 podcast in America for spirituality. That's wild. That is so freaking wild to me. I love it. It's so cool. Like It energizes me. That many people are listening to this podcast now. And hey, all, we, all we're going to do is go up from here. Check out my links below if you want to get more in touch with me, if you want to do an Akashic Record reading. See it as an investment in yourself because you get divine downloads that people you don't even realize you get um, until you go and walk away from it later. Uh, yeah, and all this is an energy exchange, guys, and I've been just getting an outreach and pouring of love. I still can't believe people are literally paying me for my ideas, which is just mind-blowing to me. Um, if you would love to support me, check me out on Patreon donate through my website. It's more expensive if you go through the app. 
Um, I would read you guys reviews, but nobody reviewed the app this past week, you know, so I can't, I can't give you guys any app reviews, which means if you get an app review, you'll get a starlight spot next week because nobody else is doing it. Um, download the app, go check out the podcast, check out, you are checking out the podcast. What am I talking about? Check out TikTok. check out YouTube. I've got so much content out there that you'll be going on for days. Guys, I love you. Thank you. Conscious monkeys for being here. And I'll leave you with this, that I will see you in the sixth dimension. Peace.